0: Arizona, Arizona Sports, sports. The, the local, local sports, sports leader. leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. All of the top stories of the day all in one spot. It's a little ditty we like to call the 4 o'clock reset here on the Burns and Gambo show. And man, did we get a jolt on this Friday afternoon. The Chicago Bears. Trading the number one overall pick in April's NFL draft to the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers are sending back the ninth pick in this year's draft, the 61st pick, which is a late second rounder in this year's draft. Next year's first, a second rounder in 2025. Oh, and a three-time 1,000-yard receiver who's only 25 years old, and D.J. Moore back to Chicago. Yeah, D.J. Moore's good. He's, he's, he's got 3,000-yard seasons under his belt. He's 25 years old, but you completely understand why the Carolina Panthers are doing it. If you look at the history of quarterbacks, they had a nice little run with Cam but outside of that, man, these last few years, Baker Mayfield, Sam Donald, P.J. Walker, Teddy Bridgewater, Kyle Allen, Will Greer, Taylor Heineke. I mean, they have had a hard time fielding a quarterback since Cam, since Cam left. Cam did come back, but since Cam was not in his prime anymore. Okay, so obviously the immediate reaction is what does this mean for the Arizona Cardinals who are now sitting at number three? It means Carolina's one, Houston's two. Quarterbacks are going one, two. It's a virtual guarantee at this point. Cardinals can stay put, take Will Anderson, and there's nothing in their way. Or... They could fashion one of two trades. They could move down like the Bears to seven, eight, six, somewhere around there, and get a nice bunch of picks in return. Or maybe they can fashion a deal with the Colts at number four, move down one spot. The Colts move up, get the quarterback they covet at three, and the Cardinals can still take Will Anderson with the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, the draft will start with Arizona. We know quarterbacks are going to go one, two. So now the question is, the first the Cardinals have a chance to take the very first player off the board that's not a quarterback. The very best player that's on this board that is not a quarterback, they can have that guy or they can make a trade. Listen, I'm sure they'd love to trade down one spot, still get Will Anderson, make a deal with the Colts. But if they can't do that, there's nothing wrong with staying where they're they're at. Everybody's going to want to get greedy now. They're going to want to get greedy. They're going to want to get the guy that they want, plus get extra picks. It doesn't always work that way. That would be ideal. But I would say more than likely right now they stay at three, they take Will Anderson. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Chad Reuter from NFL a draft expert from ESPN, or NFL.com, I'm sorry, tweeted out, Colts Cardinals trade possibility just got real. Now, I don't think he's reporting it. I think he's just suggesting you got to keep your eye on something like that. This just in to the 4 o'clock reset. All right, here we go. Per Ian Rappaport, the Arizona Cardinals are releasing pass rusher Marcus Golden, who had 11 sacks a year ago, saves them about... Yeah. He didn't have 11 sacks this year. Uh, A season ago. I'm sorry, I see uh, one season ago. Yeah, not last year, but the season before. Saves them about $3 million in cap space. Yeah, he just... And I wonder if you just take that money and you put it into Zach Allen. I wonder if you take that money and you make sure you keep Zach Allen. Because I know Denver and Vance Joseph are probably going to go after Zach Allen. I imagine Vance is going to try to push the Broncos, who are reportedly going to spend a lot of money, to go after Zach Allen. So Marcus Golden, honestly, wasn't very good this past year. Wasn't good. Two and a half sacks in 14 starts with the Arizona Cardinals. It was the year before in which he had 11 sacks with the Arizona Cardinals. Also, the Cardinals made it official. They have uh, re-signed Greg Dortch. They are keeping him next season. Fully expected. They controlled his rights. This is not a surprise by any stretch of the imagination, but they're keeping Greg Dortch for Yeah, it's probably a minimum deal. Not a lot of money. He's he's definitely a good fourth or fifth wide receiver for a team. Yeah, he, he actually, he announced it on his social media channels that he was returning to the Arizona Cardinals. He was an exclusive rights free agent. All right, on to college basketball. For the third time this year, the University of Arizona Wildcats and Arizona State Sun Devils will face off tonight at 9 30, the Pac-12 semifinals in Vegas. ASU, the question is, do they need this win? Are they in? Nobody knows for sure. Every bracketologist out there has ASU right, right. There at the yeah. cut line. Yeah, Jerry Palm does not have them in. He's one of the great bracketology guys out there. Joe Lenardi has him as the first team, or oh, the last, last team, in. team in. The very last team Jerry in. Jerry Palm has the as the first team out. Right, I mean, so is it's that really close. Right on the line. So, I mean, I, I think that a... I don't know that a loss hurts them. I think a win obviously pushes them in no matter what. But you got to look at what everybody else around you is doing. There were some games today that matters. Rutgers lost and Mississippi State lost. That helps ASU. Yeah, because uh, Lenardi had Rutgers as one of his last four in. uh, Mississippi State he had as one of the last four buys. So presumably that could drop them as well. Here's Bobby Hurley after their win against USC last night in the Pac-12 tournament. We have a lot of respect for for Arizona and the program they have and what they Accomplished since I've been here, and it's, you know more particularly the last two years. You know they could be in so many different ways, and you know there's a lot of things that we're going to have to do in order to have some success. But it's, it's what you live for. to be in the semifinals of a tournament like this with the teams that are still left. You know we feel blessed and just can't wait for the opportunity again. That's a 9:30 tip time tonight. You'll hear it right here on the Arizona Sports app and on 98.7. We'll keep an eye on college basketball throughout the course of the day. To see what else might help ASU down the line. Cardinals free agent offensive lineman Kelvin. Beecham clarified comments that he made on our show this week. Remember, what does he have to do, in your opinion, to be great? Grow up. It's not complicated. you got to be a leader of man. Period. And he's not right now. He's maturing. Kelvin Beecham talking about Kyler Murray in that cut. On Thursday, AZ Central spoke with Kelvin Beecham and asked him for more specifics. Quote, What I said was what I said. Wasn't really any meaning or any malice behind it. Last year I said he's mature. This year I'm saying he needs to grow up. It's not that much of a difference. He's paid substantially, the highest paid player of a team. There's responsibilities and obligations and expectations that come with that. I'm excited to see him grow into that valuation. Hollywood Brown, to our knowledge, is the only player that kind of took exception to what Kelvin Beecham said. Haven't heard from any other player that has uh, said anything. But Hollywood Brown, obviously the relationship he has with Kylo, they're friends They played together in college and they're on the team now. So Hollywood Brown obviously was upset. He didn't like the comments that Beecham said. Yeah, but you're right. Haven't seen much of anything else. Nobody else, else. said anything. In more Cardinals news, Arizona reportedly restructured the contract of offensive lineman DJ Humphries. According to the NFL Network's Tom Palacero, the adjustment will clear roughly $5 million of cap space for Arizona. Add that to the $12 million of cap space from Anderson. Now the $3 million in cap space for Marcus Golden. Not that we can expect the Cardinals to go big time shopping on Monday when free agency opens, but they've got a little bit of wiggle room now with the cap to go do some things. Yeah, I think a lot of people will, will, will kind of question can they keep Murphy and Allen or can they, are they only going to keep one of those guys? I wonder if by freeing up all this space that enables them to keep both. But it will depend on what the market bears, what other teams want to offer those guys. Also related to the Cardinals, at least some what, Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports tweeted out a roll call of teams that were at OBJ's private workout. Cardinals out. were there. In Arizona? Yeah. The Cardinals were one of them. I would, could have been at their facility for all we know, right? I mean, I'm sure, why not? Might as well send somebody there if he's working out here. It makes sense. But interesting still that they were there watching OBJ's workout. Well, I know he gets his hair done here in Arizona. Huh? I know that he gets his hair done here in Arizona. Yeah. Chair, br- oh, I, I, know, I know what you meant. How do you... Well, he I, goes to the same person that my wife does. Really? Uh, uh, they really? Mm. You know, mm. honestly, yeah. of all there the sources that you've had in the there history of your sourcing, yeah. I'd never <laughs> wife's have figured that that would... Are you allowed to reveal your sources oh, on a, this one? I've sure? video of it on our Instagram, yeah, so I right. know she. I know that he goes there. Yeah. Vikings are going to release Adam Thielen after a storied run with Minnesota. Oh, he did have a good run there. He really did, didn't he? The Eagles have allowed cornerback Darius Slay's agents to seek a Trade. Slay did not ask to be traded, and apparently the Eagles are still trying to find a solution where he remains an Eagle. But they kept Graham, right? One-year deal? Brandon Graham, they kept him on a one-year deal. Okay. He's one of many, many free agents the Eagles are dealing with. The Dolphins will exercise the fifth-year option on Tua Tungavailoa, so he's now under contract for the 2024 season. The deadline was May 2nd, so the Dolphins, a little bit of a statement, I think, by doing it this early instead of waiting for the deadline. That's our guy. Yep, that's our guy, right? A guy, we don't like that MVP guy, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> we like our guy, Tua. Uh, Cowboys reworked Dak Prescott and Zach Martin's deals to free up thirty million dollars. All I could think about when I read that story was D Hop. All I can Free think about DeAndre Hopkins, it. freeing up $30 million, are they getting ready to make an acquisition, and is that acquisition DeAndre Hopkins? That's all I can think very about possible. I saw that tweet. Very, very possible. Patriot safety Devin McCourty announced his retirement from the uh, NFL. Good career, played for a long time. Yep. Forty days after tearing his UCL in the NFC Championship game, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy had his surgery to repair it today, the team announced. It was exactly what they expected. He's anticipated to start a throwing program in about three. Okay, who's the 49ers starting quarterback this year? Mm, no, idea. no idea. Who's the Cardinals starting quarterback this year? Mm, no idea. No idea. Who's the Rams starting quarterback? <laughs> they might be trading Matthew Stafford. Who's no that, idea. No idea. Geno Smith is the Gino! only. Geno! Geno. The only one. Geno. <laughs> the, the only The only one. There's other stuff to get to, but we are out of time here on the 4 o'clock reset because we need to get back to the Phoenix Suns. The big announcement yesterday, Kevin Durant going to be reevaluated after three weeks with an ankle sprain. So looking at the rest of the Suns roster, who's going to make it or break it for Phoenix without Kevin Durant? That's next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Arizona sports. The local sports leader. All right, suddenly, really busy Friday afternoon here on the Burns and Yambo show. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll get right back into the Bears trade, what it means for the Cardinals, the news about Marcus Golden that just dropped a few minutes ago, and, and that's not, a, you know, according to any sources or anything. The Cardinals announced in a statement that they had released Marcus Golden, and he even tweeted a goodbye to Cardinal fans after getting cut by the Cardinals. A move that saves him about three million dollars, but of course, the Kevin Durant story still kind of looms over everything, and. Uh, you know we 're unabashed fans of Bright Side of the Sun do a lot of really good work over there when it comes to covering the suns and Dave King did a story in which he tried to map out the last sixteen games for the Suns and how this is going to go without Kevin Durant. Um, and it, it kind of, I don't know if he deliberately did this or not, but Gambo, it feels like kind of an extension of a conversation you and I had yesterday, in which we pointed out that over the last 21 games, the Suns are 16-5. and I And mean, they've played really good basketball. Great basketball. Right? Part of that is with Mikael and Cam and... Yeah, part of the, what those guys were here for. Part of that, yeah, and and that's what I think he did a really good job of breaking down. Only three of those games were with Kevin Durant. Some of those games were with Mikel. Some were with Cam Johnson. Here's the breakdown of those twenty one games. Okay, in which they won sixteen and five. Booker played in ten. Bridges played in eleven. Cam Johnson played in nine. Campaign only played in six. And, of course, Durant only played in three. The guys who have been healthy and in the lineup for at least 17 of those 21 games, Ayton, Paul, Okoge, Lee, Craig, Ish, and Jock Landale. And I think the broader point is trying to figure out is that core, along with Devin Booker and now Campaign, is that good enough, in Dave's opinion, you just need to play 500 ball in the games without Kevin Durant, and you'll hold on to number 4. Is that core good enough to go 500 over the next three, sure. three and a half weeks? Yeah. I because think it is, too. Because they have Devin Booker. They've got a guy that's playing at a level right now. He's playing out of his mind. I mean, he's playing at an MVP level. I mean, four straight games of 35 points or more. Devin Booker can carry them to, to wins. He can carry them. There's a, you know, listen, the schedule's tough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, and if you look, I mean, if we're being honest about it, I mean, there were, you know, how many games? You, you said the, the, they've been 16-5 and five in the last 21? Correct. All right. So in that, you played Oklahoma City twice. You played Indiana. You played Atlanta. You played Detroit. You played Atlanta again. You played San Antonio. You played Charlotte. um, You played Indiana. Like you've you played. You know the schedule was not great. So in those twenty one games, the best teams you played. The best teams you played. Mm -hmm. You played Boston. You beat them. Okay. Played Sacramento. You beat them. Yep. Played Milwaukee. You lost. Yep. Two games against Dallas. Play Dallas? That's your five. You won, you played Dallas, you lost. Yeah. That's your five games. You beat Memphis. The schedule. Yeah, you did have a win over Memphis. Win yeah, mean, yeah. over Memphis, okay. too. Yeah. So out of the twenty-one games, what is it, five or six that were good wins? Yeah. The schedule was. I mean, schedule. It, I always say schedules matter. It does. And it, you it know, was, it was a soft part of the schedule. It, it was a soft part of the schedule. It was a soft part of the schedule. I think we'd be disingenuous if we suggested otherwise. Yeah, it, it's it's a little mushy part of the schedule. Yeah, um, they beat the Nets. Um, when they beat the Nets, they beat him without Durant. He was out. So when they when they beat him and that they still had Mikel and and Cam In that game, Mm -hmm. so there was no so when they played Brooklyn, there was no Durant. So I just think that they had a very easy schedule. I don't think, and you look at the schedule going forward: Sacramento, Golden State, Milwaukee. You got the Lakers. You got Sacramento again. You got Philly. You got Denver twice. um, The Clippers. Like it's much different. The the next the 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 games that they're playing now are not comparable to the games that we're judging. And you know nothing against. They went sixteen and five. You got to beat the teams that are in front of you. The next two weeks, okay, just and we know. Kevin Durant's not coming back in two weeks. Okay. We know he's not. In the next two weeks, you're going to play Sacramento twice, Golden State, Milwaukee, the 76ers and I'll even throw the Lakers in there for fun. Mm-hmm. You have two mushy, soft teams that you're playing in Orlando and Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City, I mean, they, they can be competitive. They'll be better when they have SGA playing because he didn't play the other night. Yeah, it's, it, and that's, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm looking forward to the Kings game on Saturday more now than I was before we knew about KD, before he got hurt, because I want to see where their spirit of competition is against the Kings. Um, I, I think you could say the same thing about Golden State. I think you could say the same thing. And that game against Golden State is at Golden State. They're a much different team at home. They're a much better team at home. That became a real like threat-level high kind of game. sort. So I think these next three games, starting with Saturday against the Kings, will give us a real indication of just how elite this team can still be for these next few weeks without Kevin Durant. Because if they, if they come out of this stretch and they've won two of the three, I'm going to feel a lot better about their chances to hold the line and hang in there without Kevin Durant, maintain four, and maybe even at least elevate to three without him. And that's just if they go two and one in their next three games. And and I understand that. I think that that's something to root for. I I don't know that it matters. I don't know that. That there's really a difference between three, four, and five. As long as Durant comes back healthy, <laughs> like it to me, it's just I understand. And I would rather like I, I want what you want. I, I want them to get the best seating to get the home court advantage. I'm going to be pulling for them to win the games to get that. But I don't know that I'm going to be like lose my mind if they lose two out of three, if they lose all three in a row. It's just it. You know this. It, it's it all. It's all dependent on a 34 and a half year old guy's abil- ability to recover from an injury in three, the next three weeks and get ready to play uh, another seven to eight weeks of basketball where you play in just about every other day? I can't disagree with that. I can't. I, I mean, yes, you're right. I, I, so I guess you're, you're rightfully looking at the big picture of this, but I am also equally rightfully looking at the small picture of this. And, and I'm, pardon the cliche, just kind of taking it one game at a time at this point, right? And Just cause Cause if, don't implode. Don't yeah, implode. I, they're not going to implode. Yeah, 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 They're not going to implode. Right. They got. They got. Uh, How many games left? Sixteen. All right. They're, they're, they're not, not going implode. fourteen and two, no. and they're not going two and fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, it's somewhere. You know, there's there's somewhere win seven, eight, nine wins, something like that. I mean, it's tough. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're not going to be in the play-in tournament. Like no matter what, they're in the playoffs. They're not going to be in the play-in tournament. So does it? So to me, three, four, five, or six. Does it matter? Like does it matter? It's a fair question. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um and maybe it maybe it does, maybe it doesn't it matter. It matters a little. It, it matters. It matters in that depending on who you play at five versus who you play at six, matters a little there. It matters in that if you're three, you get one extra round of being home court advantage versus, you know, just the one you would get if you're the four. Right. You know, and does that matter? That it doesn't matter as much as making sure you get Kevin Durant healthy and back in time for the playoffs. Okay, if that you're, matters more. If than you're anything. Golden State right now, are you are you thinking like, hey, we got to get to four? Oh no! Well, or are you thinking, man, we just need to make sure Curry's healthy for the playoffs? No, of course, of course. I mean, no, it, it doesn't. Six, five doesn't matter. If four, you're five, Golden six. State, you need to figure out why the hell you can't win away from your building. You know, if you're Golden State, it, you don't care what seeds you are. You got to figure out why you cannot win on the road. But I, I understand your point. It, it's it's not. It's not that big of a deal to elevate to two. It's not that big of a deal to elevate to three. Um, okay, th- but but I, I just don't want it. I don't want to see them implode and need Kevin Durant to be. And I don't think they're going to implode. But I don't need, I don't want them to look at Kevin Durant as some sort of savior for the rest of the regular season. I think they can hang in there without him. Nuggets going to win the West? Yes, they are. No, I mean, can they win the West in the playoffs? Yes. You think they can? They can win the whole thing. Can the Nuggets win, win the, the Western Nug- Conference? Yeah. Yes. Okay. No, because if they don't, then that's two years in a row where you've got teams that just absolutely ran away with everything and didn't win it. Oh, I, I think they're capable of not winning the West. Yeah. Uh, so I, like if they like, okay, great. what is oh, it, What did it do for the Nuggets that they ran away with it and got the one seed? What, Say, like that, that, If they don't win it all or get to the NBA Finals, yeah. the same spot as what the Suns were in last I, year. I, I, miss, I misunderstood the question. I mean, yeah, they're capable of winning the West. They're capable of not winning the West, too. Very capable of not winning the West. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the Suns. I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday night when we come back. Well, first, let me remind you, the Madness tips off next week. With it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by St. Tan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Text the word BUCKS to 620-620. Sign up. Get your bracket. Compete for your shot at over $3,000 of prizes. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. Text the word BUCKS to 620-620. When we come back, the Bears have traded the number one overall pick to the Panthers. What does that mean for the Cardinals? We'll get into it next. Burns and Gambo and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Alright, I think we've got a new poll question out given the changes that are going down. Changes that we're going to get into with the Bears trading that number one pick. Let's turn it over to Mitch Mereldis to roll out that new Twitter poll question of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Friends Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, what you got for us, Mitch? So, for the record, because we're promoting a new poll, I want to promote a newer tweet as well because we just have a picture of Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker out of Alabama, as one of our tweets. Yeah. It could be happening. But is it what you, the voters, want? The new poll question that you alluded to. With the news of the trade between the Bears and the Panthers today, Bears sending one over all to the Panthers in exchange for nine and several others, the Arizona Cardinals should stay at number three, draft who they want, or trade down. <laughs> There's <laughs> these questions like... Trade down to where? Yeah, that's that's to the, where to what, trade down to trade. seven to four outside of the top ten? Like like that? Like yeah, I, I, that I, matters? It It, does, it matters. Yeah. It, way, it way matters. But in the spirit of the question, okay, stay I, at three. I, I'm going to say trade down because I, I think. There's a there's a very good possibility you can craft a scenario with the Colts where you where you do both you trade down and you get Got Will Anderson. So I'm going to say trade down. I think they should trade down specifically with the Colts at number four. I like Gambo's note down. to your point that in the future if we do something similar we'll do ranges yeah. for trade down. Right, like like okay trade down to f- four. Trade down between So like trade down, down to, to nine. four to seven. Yeah, something. Well, no, I think I think the trade down to four is a very specific thing Cardinal fans would want them to do. I think the next range would be trade down from six to like eight, right? Because that's kind of the next pocket of quarterback-needy teams in the draft. So so the next time we do this, stay put at will, take Will Anderson yeah. at three, mm-hmm. trade down to four, Trade down to six to eight. Those are the windows. let's Let's call it like it is. They should have never won that damn Raiders game. And if the Rams just could have beat them like they always do, the Cardinals would be making this pick right now. (laughs) <laughs> they would have made that trade, not the Bears. Uh, I know. I, they, how they close were the Cardinals to being able to make that trade? They didn't quite tank badly right. Would, they, would they? they lose to the Ra- would they, they beat the Raiders barely, right? Wasn't that an overtime to beat the Raiders? Yeah, it was the Kyler Murray crazy game. The Kyler Murray crazy game. Well, if Kyler just didn't go crazy, <laughs> as Hart used to sing, crazy on you. If yeah. the Rams just did what the Rams always do and beat the Cardinals, we might be talking about the Cardinals having the number one over. I mean, if you're going to be bad, you might as well be bad. What's our audience? The Bears finish one? with three wins, with one win away. Yeah, yeah. The Bears finished. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at it right now. Cardinals had four wins. Bears had three. Uh-huh. Yep. They could have. They could have. We oh well. So close. So close. So close. What's our audience say on this Gosh, one? Gosh, if only the team sucked more. I know. I just, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why. Like, if you're gonna suck, suck. Be good at something. If you want to be awful, be good at being awful. Don't win four games. Win two. <laughs> you have know, the number one pick. the card We could be talking right now about the Cardinals trading the number one pick and getting all of these picks. That could have been us. Yeah, Except been. they had to beat the Raiders in overtime. Gambo's advice on this Friday afternoon. Just if you're going to suck, be, suck. Don't beat the Raiders you, in overtime. If you're going to be good at something, be good at it. Or if lose gonna, to the Rams uh, like you normally do. And the Cardinals are making this trade. What's our audience say on this one, Mitch? It's very early returns. So about 150 votes. But it is right down the middle, 50 50. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we will ask this question again. And I imagine when we do, we'll put the kind of nuance on it that it probably requires because it really is a different deal. So you're tuning in and you're saying, what the hell are these guys talking about? Um, I believe that the Chicago Bears, I don't believe it. I know it. I'm sorry. I was distracted by something on Twitter. Chicago Bears <laughs> have traded the number one pick. <laughs> number one pick is now going to the Carolina Panthers. Carolina was at number nine. Carolina now moves up to number one. The Bears now move down to number 9, and the price of doing so was really, really high for Carolina. They gave up the ninth pick in this year's draft, a late second rounder in this one's draft, next year's first, a second round pick two years from now, and wide receiver DJ Moore, who's a three-time 1,000-yard receiver Three and time, is only 25 yep, years he's old. Young. He's young. All to the Bears, all to move up to number 1. Excuse me. Now you found Gambo and Mitch cut it up for us. This is audio of Josh McCown, who loves CJ Stroud. It was a fun tape to watch because uh, he made all kinds of plays. You see all the throws that you want to see and you see him moving the football. Against the best, and I think you know when when scouts when we get into the spring and they're doing they're doing their due diligence looking at uh, CJ Stroud, this tape is gonna is gonna be one that factors in to where they end up finally slotting him because uh, I think you 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 want to see guys play and make throws against pro corners and pro safeties and move against pro D linemen. and this is this is the, this Georgia defense is loaded with those kind of, kind of players so it's a great tape. It's really fun to watch. Uh, I'm really impressed with C.J. Stroud and, and, and where he's headed. He's, he's very well coached, and I think you know the future's bright for him. Guess who is the odds-on favorite to be the number one pick after this trade? C.J. Stroud. Uh-huh. Yeah, they, Frank Reich does not like short quarterbacks. I would be Very surprised that they took Bryce Young number one. Frank Reich is, and and you just heard McCown. And, uh, you know, I found that earlier. McCown likes CJ Stroud. He likes him. McCown is the quarterback's coach. Reich is the head coach in Carolina. I think they moved up to get CJ Stroud. I'd be surprised if it wasn't him. All right. So the big question now what does this mean for the Cardinals? And it means lots of things for the Cardinals. It means they are in a position of great power. And with great power comes great responsibility. They can do a lot of things right now. They can stay at number three and take. will anderson because will anderson's not going one and he's not going two. that is virtually guaranteed at this point they could stay at number three take will anderson easy peasy they could craft a trade and they could craft a couple of different types of trades if they wanted to they could do one like the bears where they drop to and i'm looking at the the first round right now gambo i've got i've got Let's ignore the Colts for a minute. Okay. You've got the Lions at six, the Raiders at seven, the Falcons at eight. Wasn't there, let me just cut in for a second, wasn't there some rumors that the Lions could go after Lamar Jackson? There were some rumors the Lions could go after Lamar Jackson. So if they do, like if they do go after them, them. that would eliminate them. But... Vegas at seven, Atlanta and eight, still very much in play. If you're the Cardinals, you could move down to one of those three spots if the Lions don't get Lamar. And I, you're not going to get what the Bears got, but you're going to get a really nice haul if you're the Cardinals because some team's going to come up and take their franchise quarterback. The sweet spot, in my opinion, and I think you agree, Falcons. Oh, oh no, four, 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 is, yeah. The okay. Colts. Okay. The Colts are the sweet spot. Move down. One spot. Tell the Colts, "Hey, man, you want you you? There's a quarterback you covet. You better come up to three to make sure you get him. Fall one spot. Get an extra second and a fifth to move down to four, and still take Will Anderson if you're the Cardinals. Dreamy. That's that. That's the that's the dream that's, scenario. That's, At least for that's me, like getting you? Marquise Chris and Dragon Bender. The dream scenario. <laughs> That was the last time we had a dream scenario in yeah. Arizona. That was their dream scenario. Honestly, that dream sucks. We could get both. <laughs> do you agree that that's dream scenario? That is, yeah, because then I get Will Anderson and I add an extra pick. If I get a second-round pick, that's great. I mean, I, I wouldn't – yeah, because if you do – like, even if you go down to the Falcons' spot, you're not going to get Will Anderson. He'll be gone. You'll get a good player. You may get a good cornerback, or but you're not going to get Will Anderson. I mean, at this point, you know, if, if you're the Cardinals, do you – do you, do, you, do you get there in a group and say, look, we'll trade down with with Indianapolis, but we're not trading anywhere further, not trading anywhere further? Now they said they had a good interview with Jalen Carter. I don't know what that means. Like I don't know what that means. But you could get to the point like we'll take Will Anderson or we'll trade down one spot and take Will Anderson. We're not going to do anything else. If they love the kid that much, that might be their scenario. Possibly one of the one of the other. But no, we're not going to move down. To, now again, if it is, I'm expecting Stroud go based on the Josh McCown info. I think Stroud goes to Carolina. Young goes to the Texans. It. Is is Levis or Richardson good enough to move up for and give up a lot of inventory? I, I mean, I, in some ways, I don't think that question is relevant because just of the nature of the NFL draft. It doesn't matter whether they actually are good enough. Somebody will move up to take a quarterback at number three if the opportunity presents itself. I, I think the bigger question, do the Colts love Levis or Richardson, one of those two, enough to say, God, we got to move up to number Can 3. You and get our guy. Him. Can you bluff them? Can you bluff them? Sure, if you're the Cardinals. I mean, it's it's oh, a bluff. Yeah. You got to bluff them, I Mid-time. mean. Because if they think that you're there's no way you're not going to take Anderson, they could sit there and say, look, well, the the worst case scenario is that the Colts like Levis and Richardson the same. They really like them both. That is the worst case scenario. That's the worst case. Because then they don't have to do anything. And that's why I'm saying the flip to that side, to that coin, is just the opposite. That they love one of them so much. Like, oh man, we'd just really rather have Will Levis. Or we'd really rather have Anthony Richardson. If you're the Cardinals, you can can use that desire against them, right? And you make the Colts think, the only way we can know for sure we're going to get the quarterback in this draft that we really love over the other one is to move up to number 3 and I'm looking at the draft order right now all right the Indianapolis Colts have the 36th pick in the second round right after the Cardinals second round pick could they give you that and I don't know what the Jimmy chart the Jimmy Johnson chart says but let me look and see what picks the Colts have in this year's okay. draft the Colts I'll will- look up the Jimmy Johnson chart cuz I think I have it kind of handy oh do you really yeah, well, you have that handy. I've hit it so many times. <laughs> trade value chart. Okay, what do you okay, got? The, so the Colts have pick four, thirty six. Okay, I, well, yeah, I got to add up numbers here. Sir? Okay, okay, well, you give me give me two picks. give me the picks, and I'll tell you what they add up to. Uh, so four is worth eighteen hundred. Okay, thirty six. Thirty six is worth five forty. Eighty. You want eighty two? Eighty is worth one ninety. Remember to add those all up. Yeah, zero. 13 carry the one nine 14 15 2530. What's three worth 2200? So you would have to throw in like a fifth going back. You'd have to have something else going. So if you threw in your if you threw in your say fourth round pick at 106 okay 10 yeah okay fourth round pick at 106. Is it's actually 105, right? 105. 105. Worth, I'm sorry, yeah, It's worth 84. So then you'd be at 2284. Math on the air. I love it. It's great. I don't think it's enough. I don't think that's enough. Okay. Well, I, but some, some derivative close. of that, right? Some yeah. version of that, I think, is what you could do if you're the Arizona Cardinals. I, I mean, it's and then now just to look on Twitter. All right, Bill Barnwell. I hadn't even thought of this one. Mm -hmm. Sure feels like the Panthers trading for DeAndre Hopkins would be a logical second step after getting their quarterback. Barnwell openly suggesting the Cardinals should trade Hop to Carolina so Hop can help the rookie quarterback be great there. One of the I'd have to see what Carolina has because I do know the second round pick that they gave up in this trade was the one they got from McCaffrey. Yes, the, that was not their pick; it was the Forty Nine ers pick. So do they do they have their own second? The fortieth pick overall. In the draft. I'll, I'll do I'll do it. So I'll take the fortieth pick for Hopkins right now. Done. Yep, let me text Monty. Daniel Jeremiah, <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah tweeted out I'm guessing the Cardinals will auction off the third pick in the near future. That would leave Indy with the fourth quarterback. Incredible. And that's why I think Indy wants to avoid. Indy doesn't want to take the fourth quarterback. Indy wants to take the third quarterback. And he doesn't want to have to take everybody else's leftovers and go, okay, well, I guess we'll. Unless. To your point, they like Levis and Richardson exactly the same. And if they do, maybe they're like, yeah, Arizona, forget it. We're good. We're going to stay right here. We're fine. We're, we like both of those quarterbacks the same. They've got to prefer one over the other. They have, they're stylistically so yeah. different. They've got to prefer one over the other. And if they want to make sure they get that guy, the Cardinals move down one spot, pick up an extra whatever to move down one spot and get Will Anderson. Dream. Absolute dream. You know what you get with the fourth quarterback? Josh Rosen! (laughs) Not the fourth quarterback. Josh Rosen! (laughs) When we come back. You get the fourth guy. That's what you end up with. Tonight. He was fourth. Could be massive for ASU. Or tonight could be completely unnecessary for ASU. Which one is it? Which we'll, We'll try to find out next on Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Inbounded to Devin Cambridge. He gets it to Des Cambridge. Uncontested to the rack to slam Duncan home. Des Cambridge has a new season scoring high of 27 points. Okay, so ASU tonight taking on U of A, a matchup of the 2-6 seeds in the Pac-12 tournament. And the question that we ask going into the break is one that we can honestly say we don't know for sure. We're just taking a best guess estimate at it right now. What, last night's win was big for ASU beating USC. Are they in? Do they need to beat U of A tonight? Should be in. Are I don't know fine? if they're in. Should be in. They should be. I mean, they arguably, out of all the teams on the bubble, have the best win of any of those teams. They beat Arizona on the road. They have, they are undefeated in neutral site games. You'd be played at a neutral site. They're undefeated in neutral site. They haven't lost. Mm-hmm. So they're very good in neutral site games. Um, they'll lose one here somewhere probably tonight to U of a um, I think that the you know the combination of what they did in the last two weeks by beating USC and beating U of a is enough to get them in body of work is pretty good it's not great but it's pretty good and I think you can make an argument over, over all the teams that are on the bubble that they that they deserve it over them so I'd be surprised if they don't get in their it their net ranking is okay they got a nice little bump from beating USC they went from 65 to 60 60 is not great but it's I mean it's it's decent enough their five and0 at neutral sites is as you mentioned it was their twelfth road win of the year. Those are things that the committee is going to look at. It's their fifth quad one win, which is something the committee is going to look at as well. USC's in; they're they're a tournament team. They didn't jeopardize themselves by losing to the Sun Devils last night. I, I look. This is how razor thin the margin is right now. Okay, one esteemed bracketologist, Jerry Palm, says they're the first team out. One esteemed bracketologist in Joe Lenardi says they're the last team in. (laughs) That's they're on the razor's edge here, right? If they beat Arizona, they're in as though offensive, offensive, but they're probably not even in the play in the uh, the uh, what's it called? The play in game. Not the playing game. What are they called? The first, four, the first games. four games. The four, the they're not in, in the, right. it was yeah. one, I can't get the NBA out of my mind right now. They're not in the first four. So the Dayton games. They're not in that if they beat Arizona. If they lose to Arizona, look, I think it may not be as much as what they did as what Is what the other teams do. Well, they got good news today because uh, Rutgers lost to Purdue and Mississippi State got slammed by Bama. Now, there's other games that matter that you're looking at, including Penn State today, right? So there are other games that matter. If some of those teams win, that could hurt ASU. Um, But if Arizona lose, I still think that Arizona should be in based on their body of work. I don't think it's a great body of work. I'm not... You know, but this isn't the greatest NCAA tournament, uh, you know, uh, teams of all time. I mean, to keep Arizona State out, I, I just don't know how you justify that when you know they've got they've got a good amount of wins. They've got a win over Creighton. They've got a win Arizona, USC. Uh, they've got the one bad loss, but who doesn't have a bad loss? That's on the bubble. Uh, they, they put that graphic up last night during the game, and I had the exact same thought. They have got these two bad losses. Well, you know what? Just about who does, every team has a bad right. loss. Just about every team has a bad loss out there. Um, yeah, Chris Carton. Our friend over at SunDevilSource.com put together a handy-dandy cheat sheet as to who to root against today. Okay, I like those. and, and I'm, I'm sure you do. Uh, two of them, as you mentioned, already lost. Mrs- anything that has to do with a cheat sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything, anything that has to do with, A, a cheat sheet, or B, here's who you should hate today. That's right up your alley. Uh, Mississippi State lost. Rutgers, as you mentioned, lost. You're rooting for Penn State to lose. You're right. rooting for Utah State to lose. In some weird way, you're rooting for Oregon to lose because if Oregon beats UCLA tonight, look out. They might overshadow ASU as the fourth Pac-12 team to get in. You're rooting for Memphis against Central Florida. All of those things in one way or another would either help the Sun Devils or if the opposite happened, it would hurt the Sun Devils, right? So you're, you're trying to give yourself as much runway as possible to take off the jet. And that's what these games do. I, I, I don't know. Like, if they lose to U of A tonight by an average, typical margin, let's say they lose by eight, the spread's seven and a half. They lose to U of A tonight by eight. Okay? We watch on Selection Sunday, I'm going to have no idea whether ASU's in or not. None. And a lot of it will depend on what happens around them. I do think... If they're competitive against U of A tonight, perceptually, that will really help. Even if they lose. If they go into the final minute of tonight's game and it's a one-possession game... prove they can play with them? I, I, I mean... Again? Again. Right? Even like, in the first game when they were getting killed, they came back and made a little bit of a game of it. They, they did. They came back and made a game of it. They did, and that was the thing... That was something Bobby Hurley said about the first time or, or the last time when they played U of A when they beat them. He's like, it's not like this was some fluky t- kind of game, right? It's not like we were down 20 and their best guy was out with an injury and we were able... You know, we... We hung with them. We played with them the whole game. And it came down to that last shot, and we made it. So that part might have been fluky, but the whole game wasn't a fluke. ASU played very well with U of A in Tucson. I don't know. I wish I knew. I don't know. All I know is the tournament is a better place when ASU's in it. It's more interesting locally. And, man, if they could beat U of A tonight, they would completely avoid the Dayton game. I think you're looking as a, you're looking for teams that have the ability to pull the upset. ASU has the ability to pull an upset. The fact that they beat Arizona on the road, like that shows you that they're capable of doing that. They're very weird shooting team. They're very awkward. Sometimes they don't shoot the ball very well. Now listen, just take a look at this tournament. They beat USC and played lights out. They almost lost the day before to Oregon State. Mm -hmm. And they're terrible. Mm -hmm. Like They're terrible. And they almost lost that basketball game. So you don't know what you're going to get. And I don't know if that's good or bad for ASU. Text Valley and become a Phoenix Suns insider to get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. Again, that's Valley to 620-620. No, Kevin Durant. For how long? What does it mean? How do they survive it? We'll talk about it next on Burns and Gambo.